0: Good morning. Breaking overnight dramatic end new video revealing the final moments of that 11-day manhunt for a fugitive inmate and an Alabama corrections officer. The couple found hundreds of miles away in Indiana leading to a chase, a crash and that former guard taking her own life.
1: We could hear her on the line saying she had her finger on the trigger.
0: The dangerous convict now behind bars. He will pay in handcuffs and shackles while he's in that cell. He's not getting out of this jail again. So what led to the capture and what is next for that inmate? We'll have a live interview with the sheriff at the center of the investigation inflation nation overnight the price of gas soaring to an all-time high as americans shell out more and more for fuel food and housing leading to yet another wild ride on wall street the dow plummeting more than 600 points so what's being done to get the economy back on track and help families in need we'll have the very latest bitter battle GROWING DEMONSTRATIONS AT THE HOME OF SUPREME COURT JUSTICE SAMUEL ALITO TIED TO THE POTENTIAL OVERTURNING OF ROE V. WADE. JUST AHEAD WHY LAWMAKERS ON BOTH SIDES SAY THAT PROTEST CROSSES THE LINE AHEAD OF A KEY VOTE ON CAPITOL HILL THAT COULD FAN THE FLAMES EVEN MORE. More questions than answers police revealing new details linked to those mysterious deaths of three Americans at the same luxury resort in the Bahamas. What we're learning about the victims and where the investigation stands this morning. All that plus royal absence the Queen missing a London tradition this morning for the first time in nearly 60 years What the palace is saying about her mobility issues and what it could mean for her big platinum Jubilee next month. And jaw-dropping! Andy Warhol's iconic portrait of Marilyn Monroe sells at auction overnight for nearly two hundred million dollars.
2: It's selling here. To you, sir.
0: Inside, the record smashed along the way, proving at least one gentleman really does prefer blondes. Today, Tuesday, May tenth, twenty twenty-two.
3: From NBC News. This is today. With Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza.
0: Well, good morning. It's good to see you. It is 7 a.m. on the West Coast. It's a Tuesday morning. Savannah's off. Craig is off. And look who's here,
4: Mr. Tom Yamas. So happy to be here. An amazing day in New York. Great weather outside.
0: It is. Well, it's so good to see you. First time yep. hosting with you. So why don't we get straight to the new details overnight on that stunning manhunt. The fr- it first began back on April 29th. That's when inmate Casey White and prison guard Vicki White walked out of the county jail in Florence, Alabama.
4: For 11 days, the pair made their way across multiple states, including Alabama, Tennessee, and finally to Indiana, where they were eventually spotted in Evansville.
0: Yeah, police uh, located them at a motel there, trailing the suspects in a pursuit that ended with a forced crash late yesterday. Several hours later, Vicki White was pronounced dead at an Indiana hospital. In a moment, we'll talk with the sheriff where the manhunt ended, but let us get started with NBC's Sam Brock. Sam, good morning to you.
5: Hoda, Tom, good morning. With authorities closing in, the duo decided to make one last run for it. The U.S. Marshal Service and local law enforcement using good old-fashioned police work to track them down here to Evansville, Indiana. That right now, as Casey White, a convicted felon, is behind bars here. Vicki White, his accomplice and a corrections officer, is dead.
6: In yeah, pursuit. The, suspects from, uh, Alabama.
5: the U.S. Marshal Service says following a roughly 10-minute pursuit of Vicki and Casey White, the smashed Cadillac, their final getaway car, was rammed by task force members, with Casey driving
6: in his seat. The Marshal's task force officers intercepted them, actually collided with them to try to end the pursuit. Video showing police cars rushing
5: into the area where this all ended and appears to show authorities detaining a suspect. While the marshals say they didn't hear any gunshots, it soon became clear Vicki had fired a single bullet into her head.
1: We could hear her on the line saying she had her finger on the trigger.
5: The decorated corrections officer later dying of her injuries. The U.S. Marshal Service also telling NBC News Casey got out of the car, surrendered and said quote, please help my wife. She just shot herself in the head and I didn't do it. Authorities say there is no indication the two were married. The stunning sequence coming hours after investigators tracked a pickup truck Casey bought a week ago in Tennessee and ultimately ditched in Evansville at a local car wash. I
7: noticed a black Ford truck sticking out of the end of the bay. And my first thought, this could be that guy from Alabama, because it's
5: got Tennessee license plates on it. Surveillance video showed Casey leaving in a Cadillac. The authorities using that car to track the pair to a local hotel parking lot once they left, eventually the car chase that led to their capture. Casey was already facing capital murder charges for the 2015 death of Connie Ridgeway. Her son Austin relieved the manhunt is finally over. It's just
7: night and day difference. It's like you're going through the darkest night and then the next
5: day the the sun is shining. Officials now vowing Casey will be brought to justice.
3: He will stay handcuffs and shackles while he's in that cell. If he wants to sue me for violating his civil rights, so be it. He's not getting out of this jail again.
5: If Casey White chooses to waive extradition, he could be back in Florence, Alabama within the next day or two. And guys, authorities here believe it is possible that pair was holed up inside that motel for up to six days consecutively and plan on spending weeks there. Tom and Hoda, back to you.
0: Well, Sam, Okay, thank you. Let's get more details behind that chase and the manhunt's dramatic ending. Joining us now is Dave Wedding. He's the sheriff of Vandenberg County, Indiana, where it all unfolded. Sheriff Wedding, uh, good morning to you. Good to see you. Wow. It sounds like that couple had been in Evansville for it could be uh, six days, almost a week. Um, Tell us who spotted them and how you finally uh, made that catch.
6: WELL, YESTERDAY MORNING, uh, MEMBERS FROM THE U.S. MARSHALS SERVICE OUT OF THE STATE OF ALABAMA AND MISSISSIPPI MET WITH MY DEPUTIES AND OUR MARSHALS TASK FORCE. AND I WANT TO CLARIFY, THE U.S. MARSHAL TASK FORCE IS COMPRISED OF MEMBERS OF THE Vanver COUNTY SHERIFF'S OFFICE, THE Evansville POLICE DEPARTMENT AND THE INDIANA STATE POLICE. SO uh, WE HAD A LOT OF LOCAL LAW ENFORCEMENT INVOLVEMENT IN THIS CAPTURE, BUT WE WERE INTERVIEWING PEOPLE, uh, REVIEWING SURVEILLANCE VIDEOS, AND JUST SEEING IF WE COME UP WITH CERTAIN LEADS TO uh, TRACK THESE PEOPLE DOWN BASED ON THE VEHICLE BEING SPOTTED HERE ON MAY THE 3RD. WHILE EVERYONE WAS AT OUR OPERATIONS CENTER, AND Evansville A POLICE OFFICER LOCATED A VEHICLE THAT MATCHED THE DESCRIPTION OF THE ONE THAT THEY HAD EXCHANGED ON MAY THE 3RD, AND WE WENT TO INVESTIGATE, WHICH LED TO THE CHASE. So, Sheriff, take us into that chase.
4: Right, we saw how it ended there. What did your officers tell you, and, and what did they discover once that car flipped over?
6: Well, the pursuit was very short. Uh, it went up a major artery in here in Vandiver County, and they cut across a parking lot at a large factory. They were in a grassy area, so three of our uh, task force members actually rammed the vehicle and pushed it into a ditch, so it ended up on its side. As they approached the vehicle, uh, it was obvious that the female driver was unconscious and still had a weapon in her hand, and they removed the murderer from the vehicle simultaneously.
0: Okay, and uh, Sheriff, according to the U.S. Marshal's Office, when Casey came out of the car, he said this Please help my wife. She just shot herself in the head, and I didn't do it. I guess just to clarify, how are you certain it was, in fact, suicide, and were the two married, as far as you knew?
6: From my understanding, they are not married. They just shared the same last name. Uh, the coroner's office will do a uh, investigation, and they will determine if it was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, that the initial indication that it was, but we won't rule anything out until we have a thorough investigation by the coroner.
0: Understand. All right, uh, Sheriff Wedding. Thank you so much. We
4: appreciate your time this morning. All right, we want to turn out to another major headline we're following this morning. The growing concern surrounding your money and the state of the nation's economy. Americans are waking up to a new record when it comes to gas prices while facing skyrocketing costs on just about everything else. All that as the roller coaster ride on Wall Street rolls on. NBC's Morgan Chesky is in Plano, Texas for us this morning. Morgan, good morning.
7: Yeah, Tom, good morning. And unfortunately, one of the consequences of prices going up with just about everything is that there's a growing number of people in need of the most basic necessities. Here at the North Texas Food Bank, they have seen a rise in hungry families that absolutely matches that record rise in inflation that the Fed is now trying to tackle. This morning, Wall Street is bracing for another bumpy ride.
1: NASDAQ going out with a loss of 4.3%. The selling continues
7: with the Dow dropping more than 650 points Monday and the S&P 500 sinking to its lowest level in more than a year. What's driving the market sell-off? Rising interest rates set by the Federal Reserve aimed at stamping out rampant inflation as consumers pay more for food, rent, and fuel. Gas prices hitting a record high today, now 437 nationwide. In Chicago, some drivers are waiting in line to fill up.
8: I was here Friday and the line was all the way out, so I just actually left, so I just did morning drop off I decided to give it a try right now.
7: The rising cost of groceries is forcing even more Americans to rely on food banks. The North Texas Food Bank says it's distributed more than 12 million meals in April alone, up nearly 25 percent in three months.
8: We know that families are having to make tough choices between the cost of food and the cost of housing. We know that the need is still elevated as a result of the pandemic. And inflation certainly doesn't help those that are the most vulnerable.
7: In Florida, Rita and Tony Franquise say they've been struggling to make ends meet, already saddled with medical debt and student
9: loans. I heard the first, first heard the term working for, and I said, that's us. That's we're, working, we're working. Our and we're working. we full time, and we're still having a hard time. Maintaining, managing, being able to buy groceries, gas.
7: With inflation one of the factors threatening Democrats' control of Congress this fall, White House officials say President Biden today will lay out his plan to fight inflation and lower costs. Contrasting it to a Republican proposal from Florida Senator Rick Scott, which Democrats say would raise taxes on nearly half of all Americans and let programs like Medicare and Social Security expire. And let's take a live look at the markets right now, which have just opened, and they're opening in the positive despite some major headwinds. Investors are still wondering though
4: when things will finally stabilize After coming off a very volatile labor. Hard to imagine things getting even more expensive. Morgan, thank you for that.
0: Breaking overnight, a new wave of attacks in Ukraine. Its military saying Russia fired multiple missiles at targets in the key port city of Odessa. Meantime, the U.S. is moving to speed up the process of getting more military aid to the Ukrainian forces. Aaron McLaughlin is with us now from just outside of Kyiv. Hey, Aaron, good morning.
1: Good morning, Hoda. This war is showing no signs of slowing down. This morning, Ukrainian officials are claiming that Russia is using new, more powerful weaponry in its assault on the port city of Odessa. This morning, as Russia's Victory Day signaled Putin's intention to press on with his brutal assault on Ukraine, Russian missiles continue to rain down on the port city of Odessa, striking targets including hotels and a shopping mall. According to Ukrainian officials, who say Russia's new evasive hypersonic missiles were used to carry out some of the attacks. This as the United States draws deeper into the conflict. On Monday, President Biden signing the Lend Lease Act into law, aimed at streamlining US U.S. military support for Ukraine while also urging Congress to pass another 40 billion in funding for the country. And after sealing off the U.S. Embassy in the days before the war, a handful of American diplomats have returned to the capital, Kyiv. What message does your return send to the Kremlin?
8: Well, I, I hope it uh, sends the message that the United States is here. We're behind Ukraine and we're working hard as we've been for the past uh, two and a half months to give Ukraine everything it needs to fight the war against Russia.
1: This is the war rages on across the east and the south, taking a heavy toll on Ukrainian forces and civilians. This injured fighter told NBC's Kelly Kobiea he was pulling people from bombed homes when Russian forces opened fire. What did you see? I saw shelling of civilian houses. They don't look at what the targets are, military or civilian, he said. Now the Ukrainians are hitting back any way they can, including from the sky. This place for three bombs. Three? Yeah. This civilian drone unit says it's been dropping bombs on Russian forces and performing reconnaissance, even helping the military take out a large Russian convoy as it approached the capital. Without this drone, without this capability, could you have won the battle for Kyiv? It's hard to tell, he says, but these drones have saved a lot of lives. That drone unit says those drones are now being used in battlefields across Ukraine, costing just a fraction of the cost of a Russian tank, although they say entirely capable of taking a Russian tank out. Russia also uses drones on the battlefield. Hoda.
0: All right, Aaron. thank you. Take care of yourself there, please. Uh, we do have a lot more to cover. We're welcome, welcoming Ms. Chanel Jones in. Good Hi, morning. Chanel.
10: And Tom, good morning. The ongoing battle over abortion is taking an alarming turn with scenes like this overnight. Activists demonstrating at the home of Justice Samuel Alito to protest the possible reversal of Roe v. Wade. NBC's Blaine Alexander has the very latest. Good morning to you, Blaine.
11: Well, Chanel, good morning to you. You're right. These protests have become increasingly personal, growing from the steps of the Supreme Court to the homes of several Supreme Court justices themselves. Now, a recent poll shows that nearly two-thirds of the country support keeping Roe in place as the Senate prepares to vote on abortion rights tomorrow. It's the latest sign of a deeply divided nation. I'm just
2: very upset that the minority is making a decision for the majority. It's just wrong
11: is wrong and this whole thing has become political when it's health. Protesters by the dozens taking their anger directly to the home of Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito, author of the leaked Supreme Court draft decision that could strike down Roe v. Wade and overturn the right to an abortion. It comes after protesters descended on the homes of Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh over the weekend, drawing reaction from both sides of the aisle.
6: It is an attempt to replace the rule of law with the rule of mobs.
11: Violence, threats, and and intimidation have no place in political discourse. And I ask unanimous consent that the... The protests triggered a bipartisan bill to immediately increase security for Supreme Court justices and their families, passing the Senate unanimously. A much different fate than the one likely awaiting Democrats as they try to pass a bill sealing abortion rights into federal law. That vote, expected Wednesday, is almost certain to fail, but will force senators to address abortion on the record.
4: Every American will see how every senator stands. They can't duck it anymore.
11: Now, as the focus increasingly shifts from the nation's capital to state capitals, groups like Georgia's Life Alliance are laying the groundwork to strengthen restrictive abortion laws already on the books. Do you expect that there is more legislation to come when it comes to strengthening anti-abortion laws here in Georgia? I think that that certainly may happen. Their next goal, restrictions on abortion pills by mail. Would outlaw be. them being mailed, but it would mean that you would have to have a
1: doctor's care, not just a telemedicine bez- visit and then going through the mail.
11: And now, while there are more than a dozen states that have laws ready to go to limit abortion access if Roe v. Wade is overturned, it also comes down to a question of enforcement. For instance, at least two attorneys general in two states have said that they do not plan to enforce those laws if Roe v. Wade is overturned. Chanel. All right, Blaine, thank you. It is 717. How about a
0: first check of the weather mm-hmm. with Mr. Roker? Where are you, Al? You're in Miami Beach. Hey, hon.
9: Yeah, that's right. We're down here in Miami Beach. We're taking part in the Aspen Institute. Ideas Climate Conference, our, our Today Climate Unit is here. We're talking about all different things. And we're going to be interviewing a former CEO, Google CEO, Eric Schmidt about uh, how technology can help with climate change. But in the meantime, let's show you what we've got going on today. Uh, it's a tale of the coast where it's cooler along the coast with record lows out west and cool and breezy conditions along the eastern seaboard with record highs in between. We're looking for cool, breezy conditions with showers along the mid-Atlantic. And on into the northeast, and we've got rip currents and all kinds of minor, minor beach erosion problems along the southeastern Atlantic coast, all the way down into Miami. Now, as we move to the west, you can look at these daily record highs that are being challenged, heat indexes that are going to be into the mid to upper 90s, and look at the records today, stretching all the way from Houston, Texas, up into parts of the Midwest, St. Louis, looking at temperatures that could hit records as well, and that's going to last right on. into the weekend. And the good news, guys, is we finally are going to be looking at warmer conditions along the eastern seaboard with temperatures getting into the 70s and 80s into the weekend from Boston all the way down to Richmond. And that is your latest weather, guys.
0: All right, I will check back with you in just a little bit. Uh, Coming up, guys, we have uh, new details on the Americans who died under mysterious circumstances at that popular resort in the Bahamas and the many unanswered questions that remain in the investigation. We'll have the
4: very latest. Plus, the Queen opting out of a treasured royal tradition this morning, a decision that's raising new concerns about her health. We'll take you live to London. But first, this is Today on NBC.
3: dateline true crime weekly to get new episodes starting thursday
11: wherever you get your podcasts join hoda kotfi for a brand new season of her podcast making space for season five
0: i am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration
11: when life changes course uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like nfl legend drew Brees, singer songwriter ziggy marley And today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie, as you have never heard her before.
10: I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did.
0: I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes
8: of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Look at our sunny little corner of the world. It's about to get sunny. Uh, Rockefeller Plaza. It's a Tuesday morning, May 10th. 2022 guys look forward to the days where jackets are off. I am yeah. But
4: it's pretty amazing outside today. Yeah. It's really, it really nice. Really nice. <laughs>
0: All right, let's get right to our 7.30 headlines guys. We've got some alarming news this morning from government climate officials. They say over half of the contiguous U.S., the contiguous U.S. is now in a drought. Conditions are especially bad in the southwest where dry conditions have led to an early wildfire season, multiple fires still burning across parts of Mexico. And in California, two of the state's largest reservoirs are at critically low levels. Officials there asking residents in some counties to cut outdoor watering down to one day a week beginning next month. Al's going to have a lot more on those drought conditions coming up a little later.
4: Police in Massachusetts are still searching for a suspect this morning after an attempted kidnapping that was thwarted by a Good Samaritan. Take a look at this video. The incident was captured right here on the surveillance camera. It happened Sunday night in Burlington, about 15 miles northwest of Boston. You can see the victim there struggling, mm-hmm. just being pulled away there. This is by the suspected kidnapper. Moments later, a driver that was passing by sees what's going on, stops her car. Wow. The suspect then runs away. Police credit that driver, the Good Samaritan, for possibly saving that woman's life.
10: Wow. Three people somehow walked away with only minor injuries after attempting an emergency landing in a Pennsylvania field. Look at this. It happened in West Penn Township. The small plane flipped over after it touched down Thankfully, no one on the ground was hurt, and officials say engine failure is likely to blame for the crash.
4: All right. Also this morning, there are new developments tied to those mysterious deaths at a luxury resort in the Bahamas.
10: Police have now released the identities of the three american victims but this morning there are still a lot of questions about what caused their deaths
0: yeah nbc senior national correspondent kerry sanders is at the resort where the investigation is ongoing hey kerry good morning
3: well good morning guys the royal bahamian police say that forensics teams have now scoured the beachfront condo beachfront villa here looking for a common thread that may explain what is so far inexplicable three deaths. While the cause of the three American deaths at this popular resort in the Bahamas is still a mystery, this morning forensics teams are focusing on this split beachfront villa at Sandals Emerald Bay in search of possible toxic contaminants. The forensic examination should be able to help us to determine uh, whether or not there was a chemical or whatever it was. The luxury rooms are where 68-year-old Michael Phillips and his 65-year-old wife, Robbie, from Tennessee, were found dead. Overnight, their families telling NBC News, our hearts are grieving and broken. Right next door, 64-year-old Vince Chiarella from Florida also died. His wife of 40 years, Donna's, was severely ill and is now at a Miami hospital in fair condition. Royal Bahamian police say all four victims had reported feeling sick the night before and believe the three deaths occurred between 11 p.m. on Thursday and 8:30 a.m. Friday. Detectives examining the hot water heater and air conditioner for potentially harmful leaks. Have you set equipment inside to monitor whether there is any sort of poison or contamination entering through that system now? Uh, Health persons are doing um, some follow-up investigations on there, uh, and they'll be able to speak to what they're doing uh, later. Working as a travel agent at this office in Maryville, Tennessee, Robbie and her husband frequently posted about their travels online, often staying at different Sandals resorts across the Caribbean.
0: I'm in St. Lucia this morning.
3: Hours before the couple was found unresponsive, Robbie writing, if you want the most beautiful long private beach, this is it, relaxing. Now, police are investigating what brought this dream vacation to a tragic end for two American couples.
0: So it seems like the autopsies, Carrie, may hold the key to what happened here. Do we have a timeline on those yet?
3: Well, the Royal Bahamian police chief says that it will probably take about seven days to get the pathology and toxicology tests back, and even longer for the autopsies. Meantime, they may have a new lead because several of the guests here have told NBC News that they complained about the strong odor of insecticide in this area. And so that information has now been passed along also to the Royal Bahamian Police, who are looking into that as well. Again, those pathology, toxicology, and the, of course, autopsies will likely lead to a cause, and then they can go further from there. Mm. Right. Guys, Carrie Sanders
10: for us there in the Bahamas. Carrie, thank you. Just ahead, new concern over the Queen's health after the royal reluctantly skipped an event this morning she hasn't missed in nearly 60 years.
4: A live report from London right after this. All right, we're back at 7.40 with an in-depth today and a headline-making absence by the Queen.
0: Yeah, this morning marked the ceremonial beginning of Britain's Parliament. It's an event filled with pomp and circumstance and typically presided over by the monarch. But for just the third time in her 70-year reign, the Queen was not there.
10: NBC's Kristen Dahlgren is in London this morning with more. Kristen, good morning to you.
8: Good morning, guys. Yeah, the opening of Parliament is one of the biggest ceremonial duties of the Queen. Basically, she reads a speech that's written by the government laying out its agenda. It's something that she takes very seriously, and this is the first time she's missed it since 1963. This morning, instead of the Queen, it was Prince Charles and Prince William taking their ceremonial places inside Britain's Parliament.
0: My lords, pray be seated
8: a ritual Her Majesty has only missed twice before due to pregnancy. The palace saying the Queen continues to experience episodic mobility problems and in consultation with her doctors has reluctantly decided that she will not attend. At Her Majesty's request, the Prince of Wales will read the Queen's speech. While royal sources point out the 96-year-old monarch is making calls from home this week, mobility issues have forced her to cut back on appearances. A service for prince philip in march her only public appearance outside the home this year the palace recently announcing she would not be attending the annual garden parties
0: having been to one of these garden parties myself you literally stand up for hours there's nowhere to sit down at all and if you're the guest of honor or if you're the
8: host as the queen would be i mean that would be too much for somebody a fraction of her age (laughs) All this as preparations continue for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee next month. Officials have said decisions will be made day-to-day on which events the Queen attends, during four days of parades, street parties, a horse race, and a live concert to celebrate 70 years on the throne.
11: That is something, 70 years of service. That's amazing. It's wonderful, exemplary.
8: It will also be the first time the royal family is all together, since Harry and Meghan stepped down from royal duties and moved to the U.S. two years ago. Well, the last time we saw Harry and Meghan with all the
1: royal family, you could see the frostiness in the air. It was very tense. So I think if we see them at the service of Thanksgiving at St. Paul's, which I think we will, you know, that will be quite a moment to see them reunited with the Queen, with other senior royals. And I think there'll be a hope
8: that Perhaps, you know, there might be some olive branches going each way so a lot going on for this family now we are hearing that the queen was watching from home this morning and you may have noticed in that video that her absence was definitely marked where her throne normally would be was left empty just her crown there on a pedestal and instead of wearing robes you may have noted prince charles guys he was in military uniform back to you all right Kristen, thank
0: you all right it is 7:43. let's head down to miami beach and check in with mr roker get a check of the weather hey al
9: Hey, guys, good morning, and you referenced and showed some of those wildfires and drought out west. Well, let's dive a little bit deeper into that. Right now, there is a critical fire danger today. Strong wind gusts through tomorrow, single-digit humidity levels, uh, red flag warnings uh, for 24 of the last 30 days for parts of New Mexico. Precipitation this year, well below average rain and snow for much of the west. It is bone dry out there, and the summer outlook, a significant fire potential from the Pacific to the plains. We also have severe weather to talk about today. We are looking at a risk of severe weather up in the upper Midwest for storm hazards and possible isolated tornadoes. Also down to the southwest, we're expecting some severe weather as well throughout parts of Texas. Isolated uh, tornadoes very low, but hail and damaging winds. And then as we move on into tomorrow, again, upper Midwest, 5 million people at risk, tornado risk isolated, but still there. And moving on, into Thursday. Again, more of a risk of severe weather, an uh, enhanced risk as well for 10 million people from Fargo on into parts of Minnesota and on into Nebraska. And that is your latest weather, guys.
0: All right, Al, thank you. Coming up next, it's iconic, colorful, and yeah, that's the real deal with us and live inside the rich history and the record-setting sale overnight. That's Andy Warhol's legendary portrait of Marilyn Monroe coming up. Right after this.
10: Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna Book Club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained.
11: To start listening, just search Read with Jenna
10: wherever you get your podcasts.
3: If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts.
8: Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com.
9: Great storytelling with a twist from the true crime original.
0: We're back with Carson, and Carson history was made just across the street from us overnight. Yes,
5: it certainly was. Good morning, everybody. Andy Warhol's Warhol's portrait of Marilyn Monroe is a remarkable piece of work, and one of the pop culture's most iconic images. It just set several records when it was sold. NBC's Ann Thompson is at Christie's Auction House with more. Good morning, Ann.
2: Good morning, Carson. Good morning, everyone. This really was an auction for the ages. It took just under four minutes of bidding to set a new record high price for American art at auction, propelled by our endless curiosity about the subject behind me and the iconic artist who created it. We will require the use of a special paddle. Marilyn Monroe's image hung over the auction, creating a frenzy of interest from the curious and the very wealthy bidders alike. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the American dream, Warhol's sublime depiction of Marilyn Monroe. All coveting the 40 by 40 inch silkscreen of the Hollywood star by Andy Warhol, what Christie calls a Mona Lisa for the 20th century. This morning, the painting holds the distinction of bringing the highest price for any American piece of art and 20th century art at auction. It's selling here. A whopping $195 million, just short of the $200 million mark some thought it could bring.
4: Close to $200 million. Uh, let it sink in. It's quite something.
2: Aside from its subject and artist, the work has a lore of its own. It is one of the shot Maryland's. So-called, because a visitor to Warhol's factory studio in New York City, fired a revolver into a stack of four Maryland paintings, including this one, which was not damaged. Titled Shots Age Blue Maryland, it is a pop and artistic sensation previously exhibited in New York, Zurich, London, and Paris.
4: There's no other painting that represents this diversity in emotions and this like really capturing what the audience, what people, what we are fascinated by, because it's Marilyn.
2: 60 years after her death, Monroe is having yet another cultural moment. On the Met Gala carpet last week, Kim Kardashian wore Monroe's dress from 1962 when she sang Happy Birthday to President Kennedy. And Netflix is running a new documentary, The Mystery of Marilyn Monroe, The Unheard Tapes, looking at her life and death. A fascination pushing the price of American art to new heights this morning. Now, this piece comes from the collection of Thomas and Doris Amon, brother and sister Swiss art dealers. The money raised at the auction will go to children's charities around the world. And Bloomberg reports this morning that the buyer is art dealer Larry Gagosian. Back to you.
5: Oh,
4: that money. changes things. It yeah. changes a yeah. lot. I was not know that. I was going to tell Ann that me and Carson had the getaway
5: car ready. Just distract
10: the security
5: It's amazing <laughs> what art commands what price. Yeah, so but true. I didn't know there's a charitable party. We all worked up after that. Cool. Uh,
10: thank,
5: thank you, you. Ann. Appreciate that. Guys, coming up, we got a musical about a, a menu item at Taco Bell. It's really a thing, it's coming up on Pop Popstart.